Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 87. Today I'm featuring another woman runner who's turning 50 this year. As you'll remember, I decided that this year, 2023, because I turned 50 in May, I want to feature a woman runner monthly who also turns 50 this year. For this month, February, if you're listening in the future, I'm excited to share a special guest. She's a fellow coach. Vera Elnitsky. Vera is a coach who provides support for women to gain clarity about what's important in their life, to connect with their purpose, and to take action to live a genuine, fulfilled, and positive life. Vera has been a runner for about 20 years and loves running for what it has taught her, to appreciate her body for what it can do, and how when we run, we literally power ourselves to get from point A to B. I highlight this because I love how she breaks it into this, into the simplest thing that running really is all about and sees the value of it. When so many of us so often get caught up in all the external things like speed, distance, whatever else the smartwatch measures for us. And that that so often actually causes us unnecessary drama, right? So Vera reminds us to keep it simple, to find gratitude for our bodies powering us. She also mentions how the social aspect of running has provided connections and conversations that were only brought around due to running together. I know you'll enjoy this episode, Runner Friend. Hi, everybody. I am joined today for another guest interview, which I'm super excited about. As you'll remember, I shared earlier in the year that I'm doing some very special interviews this year because I turned 50. And so I've been reaching out to these special women that are both runners and that are turning 50 this year. And so my guest today, Vera Vera Elnitsky is joining me. She turns 50 this year. She's a runner. I met her through a mastermind. So we share some commonalities in that we're both coaches. And um, I just love that she's here with me today. So I'm going to turn it over to Vera. She's just going to introduce herself to you guys. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Stina. Thank you so much for having me. It's just so serendipitous that we were chatting on the mastermind and that we both turned 50 this year, which I am amazed by. And we'll talk more about that for sure. But yeah, so my name is Vera. I am a life coach. I work with mid-career women to help them stop feeling like a failure 
and mm-hmm. to create a life that they really love. Nice. And the reason I do that is because I was in a position where I really didn't feel like I had a purpose. I didn't know what my passions were. I was going through a divorce. I was fired from a job. So I was going through a lot of questioning about what I'm doing here. You know, my job wasn't giving me any meaning when I was working and I just knew that there was more to life for me, but I just didn't know where to get started. And so I ended up working with a coach, which really helped me and really got me on the path of self-development, personal development, learning about myself and really wanting to help women in the same way. I feel that women have so much to give. We are going to change the world. We are changing the world. And my mission is to really help women shine their light because if we can, if I can help someone shine their light, they can then turn around, feel the energy, feel energized, know what's important to them, and then be able to help those in their life. And then those people can then get energized and help people in their lives. And so the ripple kind of goes on and on. And I feel that that's how we're going to change the world. And so that's what I do. I primarily do it through one-on-one coaching. I also do some retreats and some workshops and I have my own podcast as well. So just really trying to support and inspire women through a lot of different ways. Oh, I love that. And I, you know, you're touching on something that I think most of the listeners here can relate to because anybody who's been a listener for a little while on this podcast knows that I'm all about the mindset. I'm all about, you know, personal development and self-growth. And so I just love that you're bringing that to the podcast also. And I think a lot of women sometimes actually come into running because they maybe feel a little lost. I don't know if that's anything you can speak to, but, and using maybe running as that kind of first mile marker or or marker post for achieving something for creating purpose in their life also even. This is going off script, but it just came to me as you were talking. So let's bring it around to you and running. Tell us a little bit about how long you've been a runner and why you started. Yeah, well, I mean, similar to what you're saying is I started running when I was just about turning 30. Mm -hmm. So another another milestone birthday and started questioning, you know, what am I doing? I wasn't married. And again, just feeling a little bit like what's my next step and how do I feel good in my own body and running kind of kept coming up. I had never really run before. I, I kind of worked out here and there and knew the importance of being physically healthy, but it wasn't something that was really a big part of my life at the time. And so I ended up taking a learn to run course, which I fell in love with. I met some incredible women and just started running with them and learning about my own body started to feel really empowered in my body, which turned around and then touched other parts of my life as well, which, you know, we can get into as well because running has really kept me sane and has seen me through a lot of challenges since I turned 30. So yeah, that's how I got started and just got really into the whole community of running, the whole culture of running, just got really fascinated by what I could do and got really intrigued by, hmm, I wonder if I could run a half marathon, right? I wonder what I can actually do with my body. And so that's kind of how it all started. I got really into that that whole community, that whole culture, like I said, met some amazing people 
you probably agree with this, but I think runners are some of the best people in the world. Oh, they are. And somebody said it really well in one of my running groups that most runners always have a smile on their, on their face. Right. And it's so true. I mean, smiling is easy for runners. Yeah. Um, Everyone's very friendly. Yes. Everyone's very welcoming. It doesn't matter where you go or what race you do or wherever you are on the pathways running people will always say hi to you. They're always willing to talk to you about running and what their tips and tricks are. And, you know, everyone's just so enthusiastic and passionate about that. And that was really the first time in my life that I had met a group of people that were so passionate about something that we could connect with. Right. I felt like I was really, I really belonged in that group. And that was really important to me to feel like, wow, I'm really part of something. Like I'm really part of a community that is doing something good, right? It right. wasn't just like in my twenties going out with people to drink and to right, right. Party, party, but it was something right. that was like really positive and really affirming. Yeah. What a gift. And to what find that. And I, I, and I think you're touching something that's so important and that I see, you know, in the various running communities that I'm in, maybe it's not spoken out the same way that you're doing it, but I think people felt, feel a sense of belonging when they, when they, you know, embrace running like that. And they, they feel that, you know, just welcoming attitude from, from all the other runners. Right. And how fortunate then, of course, that it's a super healthy habit. I mean, obviously you can, you know, you can overdo it, but it's a super healthy habit that, you know, you can then let guide your life in a way. Right. And it's very inclusive as well. You know, I was always so, I still am so amazed whenever I run a race or even just watching people when I'm running on the pathways, just every shape, every size, every age, doesn't matter your gender. Like it doesn't matter. Like everyone can run and there's just, it always amazes me how many different types of people run. And it's always so inspiring. Mm -hmm. You know, I see moms pushing baby carriages in a race or Mm -hmm. people who maybe have a physical disability or another kind of challenge. And it's just, it's such an inclusive environment and nobody really cares how fast you run. It's just all about the fact that we're out there running and enjoying it and, and appreciating our bodies and being really grateful for the fact that we can do it. So I really loved that aspect of it, that it didn't really matter how quote unquote good you were at running. You were still a runner. You're still out there running. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think running is definitely a sport that we can do for our entire life. Ideally, Mm -hmm. right. That we can take into old age. Also, I do think, and I I know from myself, at least from exercise in the past that sometimes, um, you know, we have some mind drama around it when it comes to how we measure our self-worth as far as the stats go or, how well we're doing things or the reason that we're out there out there running or working out in the first place. And and that's a lot of what I talk talk about on this podcast, but I think what you're describing is definitely the, the absolute ideal version of, of running that it's so inclusive and it's really just about being there with people, Mm -hmm. right. Rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, getting caught up in all the little, metrics and whatnot what's your favorite distance <laughs> it's getting very specific. <laughs> <laughs> well I have to say you I've mentioned this half arc. Marathon. yeah yeah I've had this arc right so I started running and then I got really into you know can I do a 10k and then of course you do a 10k and I'm like okay I'm gonna do a half marathon 
Well, once you do a half marathon, you start questioning, can I do a marathon? And so I really got into doing marathons and training and and working really hard. And it was really fun because it got me traveling, right? We never, I did one marathon here in Calgary in my city, but otherwise it was like, where can we go? That's really interesting or different, or it was more around a trip with the girls, right. And getting out and, and, and it was kind of an excuse or a reason to also travel, which Absolutely. is a really interesting, fascinating thing about running is it has allowed me to travel a lot and to be with friends and to really, you know, experience that whole part of it. It's not just about the race. Right. So, yeah, so I've done seven marathons and then I've, I've gotten away from that. And it's really hard on your body for me. Anyways, it's really hard on my body. And the last marathon I ran, I got quite sick. And I was sick going into it. I was sick running it. I was sick after that. And I just decided to back off a little bit from that. I would say my favorite distance though was probably 10K just Mm -hmm. because with a 5K, I feel like you have to run really fast. And again, that's just my own mind story, right? Well, it's it's short. So therefore, you know, you can give it a little bit more of a push. And so it can be quite challenging to run a 5K because I'm always trying to, you know, Beat my time PR each time PR my time or something <laughs> crazy like that my mind tells me you can do this in this time so you should you know therefore try to do that so I feel like with a 10k you can kind of go a little bit more of a of a steady pace and it's not too long it's not hard on your body or it's not hard on my body anyways and so I kind of like like the 10k for sure but who knows I'm sure there's still a half marathon in me and maybe a marathon at some point in time we'll nice. see we'll see nice. right nice. now I'm just enjoying being outside and running and having it more as a, I mean, two things for me, it's really appreciating my body. And every time I go for a run, one of the things I love about running is that it's my own power. I'm getting there with my own power. It's my own legs, my own glutes, my own core. Like it's me. And it's right. I just really lean into that, that this is me powering my own self. So even if it feels kind of slow or challenging that day, which of course we all have those runs, it's, it's okay. Because for me, I keep reminding myself, but this is you powering yourself. And I find there's something really empowering about that. Yeah. And then the other piece that I'm really enjoying right now is running with my friends. And so it becomes, yes, a social thing, but a connection mm-hmm. opportunity. So we get everyone's busy, right? I have friends of young children or we're really busy at work and everyone's just caught up in their day-to-day lives. And I totally get that. But when we commit to going for a run together, it's just a connection point and it's a time to get caught up. And I don't know if you find this, Dina, but I find with running, there's something freeing and there's great conversation that flows, especially mm. if you're doing, a, especially when you used to train for like long runs, like when I was training sure. for a marathons or even a half mm. marathon, like some of the conversations were just super amazing. There's just sure. something about maybe moving our bodies that allows our minds just to mm. flow as well. And there's this trust that's established when you're going through lots of pain with people and going, you know, pushing your body, you're sure, also common goal sharing a common goal. And there's something just about that connection piece. So for me, I'm really enjoying that part of it as well. And having it be a a way that I can connect with people, connect with friends and keep those friendships strong. And, and I love that. I mean, I do most of my runs by myself just because of where Mm -hmm. I live, but I Mm -hmm. can relate to what you're saying in that I notice my mind going through different phases, depending on the 
length of the run. And I think that's what appeals so much to me as far as the distance running goes that I notice kind of all those, you know, thought phases that I go through. And sometimes there aren't a whole lot of thoughts, which is also great, right? That you just kind of have that absolute calm in your mind, right? When the mind kind of just turns off. So yeah, absolutely. I absolutely love the whole appreciating your body. And I actually, and so I've done that to myself, you know, appreciating how my body is able to do great things, but I love the simplicity of where you bring it back to my body is power is po- literally powering me, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's how I get from point A to point B mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. my body. That is, you know, the simplicity of that is, is so true also. And I, yeah, I really like that. Very cool. So maybe you touched on it a little bit, but tell us again, how has being a runner helped shape who you are today? Would you say, so you've been running for about 20 years. If you started yeah. running, you turned 30, right? Yeah. yeah. Hard to believe the time just goes by, but <laughs> how has it shaped me? I mean, for one thing is this whole, there's a whole community connection, right? So the whole, just the understanding the, the, the power and the importance of community and connection. So whether that's through running or through other things that I've gone into in the last 20 years, you know, I also got into CrossFit and, you know, other ways of, of being healthy and of, and of working out and appreciating my physical and mental wellness. Mm-hmm. There's always that sense of community. And I've realized how important that is. And in fact, connection is one of my core values. And I'm really leaning into that over the last 20 years. So that's really helped shape that. Um, it's really also highlighted the importance of having a physical practice for my, not only for my physical health, obviously that's really important to me, but also for my mental wellness and my mental health and running has alluded to this at the beginning of the podcast, but running has gotten me through, you know, a lot of hardships in my life. So, you know, a very unhappy marriage, it's gotten me through a divorce. It's gotten me through the healing of the divorce. It's gotten me through, you know, being laid off from work. And there's always that piece of you're going through something challenging, but there's always that, okay, but I can go for a run. I can go for a workout. I have community. I have support. I know where to turn to. And so for me, the running has really gotten me through a lot of challenges in my own life. And also conversely allowed me to support people in my own life when they're going through hard things, because I really believe that when we are physically strong and healthy, that helps fuel us to be mentally strong and healthy Hmm. and spiritually strong and healthy, right? We can't, everything's connected. So we can't be, unwell in one part and expect everything to be going well in other parts of our life. Mm. So for me, there's always the, the, the physical connection with the mental and spiritual and emotional connection as well. So that's really helped shaped me. And also like you were saying before, is that whole connection to my body and just being really grateful for the fact that I can run, that my legs are strong. Mm. It brings me back to the present moment and it brings me it kind of puts things in perspective sometimes when I'm running and I'm having, especially when I'm having a bit of a challenging run, or even when I'm having a really great run, I remember, wow, I'm so blessed that I can actually run because there's people in the world that can't for a variety of different reasons. They can't, whether it's physical or whether it's mental or whether it's where they live in the world and there's wars going on in their country and they just can't. Right. So I'm always so grateful for the fact that I can run and Mm -hmm. 
the running has really helped shape that piece of it, that gratitude piece of it for me. Yeah, so good. And, you know, so good how you're bringing up that, you know, if we're strong in one area of our life, like physical strengths, then, you know, we also strong in, in, well, we at least could build up the mental and the spiritual aspect also so that we can have that whole triad of, of, you know, just mind body strengths really. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So let's turn it into a little bit of the, you know, turning 50 growing up, Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts about 50 year olds? Cause I know what mine were. (laughs) That was old. Oh my gosh. When my mom turned 40, I thought that was old. (laughs) Right. And so 50 seemed just beyond, right? Like fifties people were grandparents, which equated to being seniors and just really old, right. And almost retired and almost, you know, just, you can't do anything in that part in your life. And so so funny. It's so (laughs) funny, right? Because now I look at people like my parents are in their seventies and I think that's young now. Right. So it's all a matter of perspective and relativity. And I also think our societies change. Like I do believe Mm -hmm. that there's women that have gone ahead of us that have really changed what being 50 and beyond looks like. Right. And I remember when I turned 40, I thought that I'm like, wow, this doesn't feel like I thought it would. It feels way better. I feel way younger. Mm. And now that I'm approaching 50, I'm like, wow, like I feel even there's times when I feel like, wow, I can't believe I'm 50. That's kind of old, right. That old story of ours. But then I look at my life and I think, no, like I've still got so much to give. Yeah. So much life left. So Still, much life yeah. left. And I yeah. look at all the people around me that are in their fifties and I'm just so amazed by all the things that they do, their attitudes, their mindsets. Yeah. And I think, you know, age is a number. I know we say that a lot, but I don't know about you, but I, I know people who are in their thirties and seem old, right. True. They kind of have this old mindset. It's this stagnant mindset. It's not a growth mindset. Yep. And then I look at people who are in their seventies and they're learning new things, you right. know, they're embracing technology. They're kind yeah. of just really open to things. And that's how I want to be. I just want to be open, always learning. And that's where the physical part comes in for me too, is okay. Like if I want to be inspiring and feel energized and have this life where I can feel strong that I need to have that physical strength, right? I need to make sure that the physical part of it's a priority as well and not, not give into that. This is kind of how I used to think about people being in their fifties. That's when you started taking medication. And that's when people started talking about all your ailments and like arthritis and all these things that happen to you. (laughs) That's right. And your back hurts all the time. I'm like, no, I refuse to have those conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Like if it's a legitimate injury and you're legitimately got something going on with you, great. Let's talk about that from like a forward moving perspective. Like what can you do to, you know, alleviate those symptoms, but not the expectation that, well, I turned 50. So therefore everything's just going to go to shit, right? Like my body's just going to break down. And I understand that things change and, you know, things do change, especially Mm -hmm. for women as we're, as we head into perimenopause, as we're in perimenopause, as we're heading into menopause, like our bodies do change, but it's more about embracing that change and figuring out how we can support that change in a really healthy way, not in a way that's kind of the victim mentality of like, well, I'm in perimenopause. So therefore my hormones are going to be crazy and I can't do anything about it. And I'm just going to be this crazy person, you know, who just is 
raging on everyone once a month. It's like, no, I, I choose not to be like that. Like I mm. choose to figure out how I can support myself and do something healthy with regards to that. So that I don't, I don't go through that. And I really think as runners, we're just, we have an advantage in that area, I think, because we yes. really do embrace, you know, hard things, right? That's yes. kind of, you know, par for the core when you're out there running. So yeah. it's that, and it's also running for me. Like you asked kind of what else running has done for me. It's mm. really helped me also to understand my body, right? right? In high school, you learn science and you learn about your body, but I didn't really embrace that as much. Body, I didn't right. really feel it. Right? right. Like with running, that was the first time I was like, Oh, I wonder what happens if I fuel myself with this type of food or, Oh, now I'm learning different muscle names. Right. I'm learning mm. like what a piriformis is and like what mm. that means and how do you stretch it and how do you like support all these things? So I really started learning about my body. And, and as I get older, I'm learning about, okay, well, what other things are going on in my body? You know, what kind of hormones are there? And so it's just more that um, awareness about things that are going on in our body. And just, I'm always a big fan of, you know, having you be the N of one, like experimenting on yourself a little bit, like what's going to work for me and Mm -hmm. really leaning into that and just being aware of that. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. Curiosity, right? So Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So tell me, is 50 just another birthday for you? Or does it make you think of what do you want this next chapter of your life to be like? Do you have a, do you have a word for the year? Do you do that? I don't actually have a word for the year, but it's definitely not another number for me. I mean, I have found every milestone birthday quite cha- not challenging, but just very reflective, like, and reflective. 50, like word. Sure. 50 is no exception. And uh-huh. Part of me finds it hard to believe, like, how am I 50? How am I almost 50? Like, wow, you know, I still think about being 25 or 29 or 35, right? And Uh it's just like, part of me is reflecting on where I thought I would be, but just embracing Mm -hmm. where I am. Hmm. And the thing for me this year, so I actually left my corporate job at the end of 2022. And so uh-huh. this year for me is really embracing my own business, embracing my confidence, mm. embracing how to get through things that scare me. Yeah. I don't want to have this conversation next year and feel like I've not done all that I can to do what feeds my soul and to help women and to really create a thriving business that inspires me and and inspires others. So that's really what I want this year. And I want 50 to be the year of me doing that. And like I said, inspiring others. So, so no, it's not, it's not another number. It's definitely like a big thing for me. What Um, I hear you say is that this, this year is really going to be about shining your light mm -hmm. so that you can help other people shine their light. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Very cool. I love that for me. 50, unlike any other birthday up until now, holds almost kind of a calm in the sense that I, I, I'm i actually feeling this is going to be the very best decade because you have all the experiences from the, you know, from the, from the, your younger life in a way that you now can take with you into this next decade. Yes. And at least for me, my kids are old enough to where it's not child rearing anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm that frees up a lot of time also for me as far as as 
you know, running goals for me go, I don't necessarily have any huge goals, at least not when it comes to races, but definitely continuing to embrace running and as a vehicle for expanding myself, my word for 2023 is expansion. And which of course also is, you know, I'm creating these retreats this summer, I'm bringing women here, you know, expanding myself, expanding my own practice, expanding other women's lives also, right? I love that. that. And I love that you mentioned the decade ahead, right? It's not just the year. It's not just that number. It's also embracing, okay, like it's the, it's a new decade. And what am I going to bring into that new decade? What energy am I going to bring into that? And so I love that. I love that whole intentionality behind that. Mm. And you're right. We have a lot of experience. We've gone through a lot of stuff in our, in the past 49 years. Yeah. And I feel like this is the, the age that we accept and embrace our wisdom. Like we're finally at an age where we have wisdom and we have that wisdom to share with others. I couldn't agree more. And that, you know, I feel that in my bones, as you're saying it, there is something about being a woman who's turning 50 now at a whole different level than a woman turning 40 or 30, I think also. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If you're out there listening and you're not quite 50 yet, just wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) So before we sign off, just any, anything else you can think of that would be super beneficial for the listeners to hear Vera? I think for me, especially as a runner is to really, and as I get older is to really be gentle with myself as well. And Mm -hmm. to really have some compassion for my body. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning, you know, I like pushing my body, but I also listen to my body more. Mm -hmm. And on those days where I feel a bit tired or just a little bit low, I don't, I don't necessarily have to check that mark off. Like, yes, I've did Mm. this hard workout, right? Mm. I just embrace the fact of how I feel Mm. and just move my body. And so I think it's really important to really listen to our bodies and to be gentle with ourselves, have some grace and know that we're all doing the best that we can. So that's my, that's my learning as well is just to feel my body, listen to my body and then you know, support it in whatever way it needs to be supported in that day. I love that so much. And that's such a good note to end on that. And I think it comes with, you know, with our age, also our experience and what I hear you say, because I'm leaning into that myself. Also, when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, compassion, feel your body, listen to your body. I have talked about trusting myself and trusting my own instincts, which and you can touch on this also if it resonates, but probably for the last, well, 49 years of my life, I haven't trusted my own instincts as a person mm-hmm. myself. I'm somebody who very much needs to check boxes off. I very much need to get positive feedback from who I perceive to be an authority, whether it was a teacher or whether it was a boss, whether it was friends or other people who said you did a good job or you you met your goal or you met your whatever assignment, Right. And so I've always kind of squashed that little inner instinct in myself, for lack of a better word, of knowing when I did a good job. I've always kind of outsourced it to other people in a way, right? And so what I hear you say and what what definitely, and I guess expansion ties into that so well, 
this decade for me is going to be about is really, you know, tuning into my own knowing my own trusting when, Mm -hmm. when I know and trust that, yeah, yeah, this is what I need right now. Or, you know, I've done a good enough job. It's not, you know, something you just wake up and say that (laughs) that you're going to start doing. It's definitely, you know, an energy that you'll, you know, continually work towards, I I think. But yeah, that totally resonated when you brought that up. Well, that resonates with me so much because I'm the same way, always looking for that external validation. And, and as I turn 50, I'm, you know what, it doesn't really matter. I'm learning that doesn't matter what other people think. To listen to other people, right? Like, okay, I maybe want to learn more about XYZ. How do my hormones operate within me? What's the best like things to eat? Those types of things. But I listen and then I tune into my own body and say, well, what's going to work for me? And so I'm the same way, like de-layering all that conditioning and that programming Mm. and just sitting still with myself and really tuning into it's been a, it's been a challenge. I'll, I, I'll admit because I've had so much conditioning and all this splatter, right. That I yeah. just, I'm trying to like wipe off now yeah. and just be with myself, but it's so empowering. And when you know, what's right for you, you know, what's right for you. And then you just do that. And it doesn't matter at all what other people think. So that would be another piece that I would offer to people listening is listen to yourself. Your body knows your, your soul knows your heart knows, but it's taking that time and running can actually help with that. Like you said, sometimes when you run, you don't have any thoughts in your head. And I think that that's really powerful in itself because it just sifts away the, the brain's stories and our old beliefs. Right. So we can really get into our body and just be intentional about listening. So if we can take a few minutes every day, just to be in stillness, be in quiet, maybe go for a run without headphones on and just listen to ourselves and see what comes in and really leading into that trust. But like you said, it's a practice. It's something that you need to commit to be intentional about. And then it's Mm -hmm. a practice every day of just committing to yourself and knowing that some days are going to be better than others. So giving yourself that grace, that compassion and then just continuing on. But it's a practice that pays off in the sense that it feels freeing and liberating. Oh, yes. In the long run, right? And Absolutely. and there's just a couple of things I just wanted to touch on real quick. For any of those uh, out there listening, wondering, well, how can I apply this to myself? I would just offer as a runner, just check with yourself if you're very reliant on your smartwatch and all those external metrics, because that again, then is a sign of looking to something externally for validation of what you did. And so that's something that I work a lot on for myself. And I I talk a lot about in my running communities also, and and what this decade is going to be about for me, not to say that I won't wear a smartwatch and not to say that I won't check the distance that I've run but I've deliberately set up my smartwatch differently. So it's not pace that I'm focused on. It's other more valuable metrics that I, that I think are, are better. And I just wanted to end on the note that you're saying we can, we can learn so much from running because um, I want to offer up to all the listeners that if we can do it in running, how we do one thing is truly how we do 
all things that we can we can transfer those same skills right so we can practice it in running maybe and get you know feel that we getting we're getting confident in it there and then we can really kind of plug it out of running and then apply it maybe at work or maybe it's around loved ones or maybe it's uh in a whole different area right but we can use running as that as that platform of that area where we kind of practice it and and learn it and be good at it so very cool well vera i appreciate it so much it's been such a neat treat to have you on tell me real quick and i will link it in the show notes if anybody wants to get a hold of you you mentioned a podcast and you mentioned a program so tell us a little bit how can people get a hold of you and yeah well probably the best way is on my website which is practicalwisdomcoaching.ca and all the links are there so i'm on instagram at practical wisdom coaching on facebook and my podcast is practical wisdom from a life coach so yeah. all connects together. So nice. yeah, I'd love to connect with whoever wants to reach out and take a listen. Go and- check that out, people. If this resonated with what uh, what Vera was mentioning, go check out her website and definitely her podcast. And like I said, I'll make sure that I link everything in the show notes below. So thank you, Vera. Thank you, Stina. I really appreciate it. This was really fun. I'd like to tell you about a very special event I'm offering this summer. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel happier, more confident and empowered while running, I invite you to join me this summer at the Running Align Body and Mind Women's Retreat right here in North Central Wyoming at the foothills of the majestic Bighorn Mountains. I'll personally work with you to help you how to take the chore out of running. The retreat will teach you that running can be a vital and enjoyable part of your life. But most importantly, the five-day in-person experience will help you connect to you. To learn more, see the link in our show notes. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world just one run at a time.